Hey everyone, this is Chris and Sandy Vint with the Chris and Sandy Show. We get up close and personal with some amazing guests throughout the entertainment industry. And today, like I said, every episode, we got a great one for you. Yes, we have Becca Bowen, who is a season five winner of Outdoor Channel's TV series for Love or Likes, which was an all women hunting competition. She's been singing from the age of five. And that has earned her top spots in movies, commercials, modeling shoots, and opening shows for big names such as Alabama and James Brown. She is also the current Miss Bikini Fitness and a certified personal trainer. And we're excited to have her on the show today. Yes, so welcome we're very to the excited. show. Hey, welcome. thank y'all. Thank y'all so much for letting me be on the show. I'm excited. <laughs> it's nice to meet y'all. I'll stay here. here. So, how has COVID affected you, and what if you've done a kind of maneuver through this crazy maze. To be honest, COVID has not uh, really affected me that much other than performing live. What it uh, has done has made all of us artists have more time to write with each other and really yeah. be able to, uh, I mean, there's been so many songs come out of this quarantine that are just amazing songs. And finally, you know, we were all able to sit down. Everybody was traveling so much. And now we actually were able to take a break and sit down with each other and write music. So now, you know, you have all these awesome albums coming out from different artists and new songs. So um, actually it, you know, you got to take the, the good with the bad part. Yes. Yep. We didn't have live shows, but a lot of great content came out of quarantine. And that's like, even for us, you know, we launched a show January of 2020. So a couple months before COVID. And I remember thinking, you know, our original plan was to do a hundred interviews last year. And yes. we thought if we could do that, that would be a great start for the first year. Yes. To get us established. And then COVID happens. And oh. we're like, um, all of a sudden we've watched everybody, like you said, not working, not doing, not yeah. doing shows. They're all of a sudden free. Yeah. And I was like, I told Sandy, this could be our silver lining. This might be our time to rise as a show. Yeah. And well, because absolutely. of that, we did over 300 shows last year. I believe it because it, we were all just wanting to do something so bad. Just like put us on the show or do some, <laughs> you know, uh, podcast or anything just so we could still have a voice. So, uh, yeah. yeah, I bet it did. I bet you guys did just have a wonderful year. Yeah, because <laughs> we got bigger artists than we ever yeah, imagined for the first absolutely. year because everybody was, I mean, it, it hurt everybody. Right. It did. <clears throat> so what are some hobbies you like to do outside of music? Well, you know, I'm a big outdoors girl. And of course, I guess you know that since I was on the show for Love or Life <laughs> on the Outdoor Channel. But I absolutely uh, just enjoy being outside on the lake. I do hunt and fish and all those outdoor things that are just uh, so exciting to me. But, you know, uh, I love being outdoors just because of the peace and quiet. You can put down your phone and just enjoy fishing. Yeah. Or, and so that's that's my biggest hobby is oh, wow. being, yeah, being out on the lake, paddleboard or any, anything <laughs> in, the, in the in nature and outdoors. That's my hobby. That's what I enjoy doing. That's like yesterday we drove up to Charleston, South uh, Carolina yes. for the day. Yeah. I mean, Did that's you? you should have told me. <laughs> you guys should have told me I would have met you up there because I'm actually in South Carolina right now. Oh, wow. Awesome. Yeah, we about, oh, wow. I'm only about two hours away. I could have came and met you guys. So that's how far. Oh, yeah, because yeah, we, we do a lot of day trips where we go we to do. Charleston or Jacksonville and we just shoot up there, spend the day, and we do a lot yes. of walk. Like yesterday, yeah, we, we walked. walked like seven or eight miles yesterday. We did. 
I bet. You well, you it. said you're from Savannah, right? Yeah. So yeah. It's two hours away. But that's oh my gosh, it's so beautiful in Savannah. That's a great that's a great day trip for me since <laughs> I'm in South Carolina. <laughs> yeah, but, yeah. but I usually go to Charleston a lot. I love it there. It's same here. And and you know, we always try to go on like Sunday because then we hit um Seacoast Church that morning in oh, Charleston. Yeah, that's great. Right. Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. So it's you know, mm -hmm. it's really, really cool. And little Chris and our kids. Oh yeah, our two kids. Two kids love you know, it. He's nine, she's two, and they love to travel. So it's oh, I bet. Yeah, that's a great place to travel. It's beautiful all the time. The beaches, <laughs> this is gorgeous. <laughs> Yeah, that'll be the hardest stack. I was telling you before the show, we were planning on moving out to Nashville. That's going right. to be the hardest part. I've been a coastal guy all my life. And we love you know? the coast. So oh, it's like. Well, me too. But, you know, so, I, fil I finally got me an apartment in Nashville because it was definitely time. But as <laughs> right. long as you can go back and forth, you're, you, you know, you get the best of the big city and you get the country life if you come back. So I really <laughs> enjoy it because I do get to go back and forth. So that's my. Awesome. Uh, Advice to you guys, just go back and forth. <laughs> yes, I'll keep but, us happy. There. But we want our home base to be Nashville because yeah, we just think it's, it's the right place to raise kids and all that. Yeah. You know, uh, one of the most beautiful places in Tennessee is Franklin. And a lot of yeah. celebrities uh, live yeah. there and everything. And that's just an amazing city. Oh, my gosh. It's just lots of horses and stables and just beautiful. Mm. And you're very close to Nashville. It's only like 20 minutes away. So. Y'all might want to yes. look into that. <laughs> I'll check yeah. it out, definitely. So what would you say is something quirky about you that people don't know? Oh, gosh. Uh, quirky. <laughs> I, if anybody that actually knew me, they'd just say I'm kind of dorky. I really am dorky. <laughs> I've been like that since I was a kid, you know, in high school. Everybody's like, gosh, she's such a dork. But she's. I was very popular dork. That's what I'm going to say, you know, because I just love to laugh. Oh my gosh, you know, you have to laugh at yourself. I just laugh at myself all the time because I say the dumbest things. I'm going to tell you, I can't, I don't know why, but I say the dumbest things sometimes. Don't even realize it. But uh, I'm just really quirky when it comes to my personality. You know, I just like having fun and trying new things. And uh, I, I, I will say I was kind of a class clown. That's not good. But I, <laughs> I was. And, you know, I like Harry Potter. And I like all those, like, uh, Jurassic Park and comic book characters. And you know, that's, you know, I just I really am kind of eccentric a little bit. <laughs> and, you know, that's funny you talk about that. that that's sometimes we'll say something. And I'm like, boy, I'm so glad the reality show camera is not following us. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. They would clip it. Because <laughs> you know how they did the Jessica Simpson thing years ago? Oh, about yeah. the chicken. Oh, yeah, that Hollywood show. Was yeah. it the chicken of the sea? <laughs> yeah, yes, yes, the tuna thing. Is this chicken or is it tuna? <laughs> See, I still remember this. Well, yeah. you know. Well, the Lover Likes on the Outdoor Channel, they followed me around everywhere. I said, I'm not even going to lie. I said the dumbest stuff. And I was I was absolutely delusional because I was so tired. You know, we it was a competition. Yeah. We, we got up at like 3 a.m. every morning, didn't go to sleep until like 12 o'clock at night. Wow. By the wow. end of the show, I was literally delusional. And I already say stupid things by accident. So. They had so much footage. I was like, I had to go tell my parents, y'all, I am sorry. 
Goodbye, <laughs> embarrass you guys, but I couldn't even think straight. <laughs> wow. That's probably why they make you not get much sleep so that people can say oh, things that they normally wouldn't. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was great. That was some really funny, some epic stuff there. I'm not going to lie. I, I watched the show and I would just sit there and say, oh my gosh, oh my goodness. You know, hold on. <laughs> <laughs> so you know a lot of people would ask when did you know you wanted to do music but i always had to go further than that when did it click that this could actually be a career path for you well actually i started singing when i was five and i started you know in church singing with the kids choir and everything and there was a local a group called the crusaders who was a gospel mm -hmm. group and they kind of took me under their wing and said, you know oh, what, wow. you want to travel with us and sing at different places. And literally at five years old, I started traveling and singing at churches and stuff. And uh, oh, while wow. they were on, yeah, while they were on their like little tour. Well, this, um, you know, it just kind of escalated the older I got. By the time I was eight years old, I ended up on Star Search and that opened okay. up huge doors for me. And I ended up wow. going to New York and pursuing a career in theater and everything. And I just yeah. loved theater and from there um i formed this band called becca and the boys and it still had it still hadn't hit me yet you know i love singing but it still hadn't hit me like that's what i want to do well after yeah. we formed the little band becca and the boys and you know like i said a lot of doors were being open for me uh i got that call to go open up for alabama at the huge wow. Wow. alabama at the huge alabama jam you know in alabama mm -hmm. there was literally thousands and thousands of people there i mean it looks like a sea of like just people ants wow. everywhere that's what it looks like from stage you know mm -hmm. and uh i get up on that stage opening up for them and those lights were like facing me and uh, i wasn't really that quite that nervous you know but when yeah. the lights turned around and hit the audience y'all i thought i was gonna pass out right there <laughs> it literally looked like people were hanging in the trees you know i mean it was just that many people and wow. uh, but you know as i started singing and getting past my nerves the uh you know the audience started singing these songs with me and uh oh my gosh and smiling and laughing and then right then and there i was like wow this is what I want to do because wow. mu mm -hmm. music brings so much joy to people. It truly it does. does. Yes. And right then I thought, wow, I mean, this could be my purpose to mm -hmm. bring joy to other people through my music. And yeah. that's yeah. when I knew right then I wanted to do this for the rest of my life. And that I call oh, it getting, yeah. catching the bug. Like I really caught the yes. bug, and once and once you catch the bug, you can't get rid of it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I remember our first show we did January third, twenty twenty. We had two guests. We had um, Ava Page and Ashlyn Grace. Oh, and wow. I remember getting off the show, and I told Sandy after I was like, "This is it. This is what we're supposed to do." Because yeah. we're chasing the yeah. same dream y'all are chasing, but on a different platform. Well, you know, because we. Way. We want to be the Bobby Bones, the Ty Bentleys, the Kelly Clarkson show type of thing. But for Mary, so I guess for Mary, we call the show bug. Yeah, we call the show bug. It is. It'll get you. <laughs> but it was different I, when we first did it because it was all audio. It's not video. Right, right. It's different. And wow. she swore up and down to me she would never do video. I did. Oh, my goodness. Well, it's nice to see your face. <laughs> oh. Now we get upset when, like, every now yeah, and then, we love doing the video. Every now and then, 
people request audio instead of video yeah, and we're we and we, we accommodate but we don't like it. <laughs> yeah, I like yeah. see I like seeing people and their expressions and how they say things is nice other than just Listen. watching up listening and to the audio. And you'll get to meet our third co host later. Our nine year old. That's oh, good. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, as you know, a lot of people, they see the glory of like a Blake Shelton, of a Miranda, of a Carrie. But they don't see the grind, the sacrifice, the oh, tears, the struggles God. that it takes, not just to get to their level, but even a career mm -hmm. level within music. And I always want to talk about that side of it, because I think that a lot of people sugarcoat this side of it. And I want the artist's opinion on how they go through this. And so let's start with what are some of the sacrifices you have made to get to where you're at even at this point? I am so glad that you asked me this because nobody ever asked me this in interviews. And I always say being a performer and being in a spotlight comes with a huge cost. It's not glamorous like everybody thinks. It's, you know, because everyone's seeing the finished product. What's, you know, the finished music video, the finished pictures on social media. They're not seeing the sleepless nights and the tears and, you know, trying to pay your next bills and things like that because you put so much into this dream. And, you know, you when I first started out, you know, you're hoping for somebody just to believe in you so you can make it. And mentally, it is so just stressful. And then, you know, uh, also, you do have many critics. And a lot of those critics come from your social media. And I get that everybody calls them <laughs> trolls, you know. But uh, those trolls on your social media can really, truly affect you terribly. And some people can mm -hmm. deal with it and some people can't. Because sometimes a lot of people don't like seeing someone who's successful or yeah. Uh, they just want, yeah. they they bully you, and I think social media bullying is huge when it comes to someone pursuing their dreams and someone in the limelight and the spotlight. Mm -hmm. That is something that's very hard uh, for a lot of other artists that I talk to to deal with. Is but you have to learn to ignore that and know you know you're right where God wants you to be. You wouldn't be there mm -hmm. if God didn't want you there. Uh, yeah, right. You you spend a lot of He's time prepared you. Yes. And yes. I think if you didn't go through some of that stuff, you you have to go through that stuff to be able to deal with it on a grander scale when you do start to to make it and uh, in the industry. And it so gives you I'm, a story. It does give you a story. And then you can help other people. And I've been able to help other artists who have come to me and said, wow, how do you do this? This is tough. Nobody ever prepared me for this. <laughs> I thought I was just going to get on stage and I thought I was just going to sing. Nobody. That's why we asked this. Yeah, yeah. For the social media part and the bullies and the, crit, uh, the criticism. And, uh, but you, but the great thing is you have a lot of supporters and a lot of people who love your music and believe in you. And you get these wonderful messages of how, you know, your music changed their day. It made it better that day or, or changed their lives. And that's what makes it all worth it. But yes, there's a huge cost because there's a grind to being a singer or mm -hmm. being in the entertainment industry. You know, I am fortunate that um, when all this started happening, I'm a single mom, but I'm very fortunate that my children are older. So they're yeah. able to go yeah. with me and oh, wow. they don't they don't get to miss out on anything with me. And uh, what I'll say is one day I will be in Nashville doing a music video. 
I will drive through the night, and I've done this before, drive completely through the night to be at my child's gymnastics competition the next morning. Tired, about to fall asleep, but it's all worth it because um, I don't want to ever miss those moments with my children. So yeah. it's, harder if, it's harder if you're a single mom and you're trying to juggle everything, try to be at gymnastics, be at cheer, and also be on stage and be in national. Wow. It's, it, that's, that is the grind. That's what's hard. But um, for some reason, I have been able to juggle all of it, and I'm just so thankful. And I, I think it's been a lot of prayers. I think <laughs> I really do. I think my mama has been praying for me like crazy all the time. To open those right doors to keep it where yeah. you can balance it still. Yeah, so I'm really able to still balance it. But my advice to anybody um, who pursues anything in the entertainment or music industry is you better keep a good foundation on God or have faith in something because uh, you can be brought down very quickly in, you know, alcohol or anything because it's just very, it's a, it's a tough industry, you know? And so mm -hmm. a lot of people out there, um, they're looking for something to make them feel better. Mm -hmm. And if you're not, mm -hmm. if you don't have like a good foundation of support, family, God, uh, you can be brought down very quickly, and I've seen it, and it's it's very sad. Very yeah, sad. because yeah, because if your career becomes your identity, then if it starts to stagnate, then that's yeah. when drugs and alcohol will come in because now you're that's losing right. what you thought was your identity. Absolutely. So I try to tell everybody: you still need to be true to who you are, and think of it. This is just your job, and uh. You know, it's not always going to be butterflies and rainbows. It's going to be tough. Mm -hmm. But, you know, just be proud of the things that you've done and remember how far you've come. And just because you may have a month that you're not doing much, don't let that affect you because the next month you could be on the CMT awards or something, you know, anything. Mm -hmm. You know, so you just have to be confident. I think that is a big thing. Be confident and know that it's just a season. It, it always gets better. You know, that's like for our show, sometimes I get in one of them funk modes where I'm like, is it ever going to happen? You know, because again, like I said, we're chasing the same dream as y'all are. So we go through the same exact emotions and you want this to grow and you want people to listen and you and you yeah. want artists and actors that are bigger to also come on. And, and you get in this little mode where you're like, is it even working? Is it even working? And then all of a sudden you get an email from fellow podcasters. Um, who's been doing it twice as long as us, three times as long as us. How are you getting some of these guests? Yeah. And then you get, you sit back and realize only God. Oh, for sure. Yeah. I mean, you, you always think, you know, because artists or creative people are perfectionists anyways. And so you're always like judging yourself, like I'm not doing enough <laughs> or I'm not getting it done, you know. But uh, this, it's good to be that way because that's what make, gives you drive. That's what keeps you going. You know, you want to you're wanting to go to the next big thing. And that's the, who the successful people are, because the one you know, if you don't give up, you will eventually make it. It's the ones that give up that don't mm -hmm. make it. You know, yep. I know Nashville, they say, is a 10 year town. And you, you there's a reason. Pretty, there's a reason because the people didn't get up, give up. They just kept trying and trying. And even when they got nose, nose, nose. Like, that's okay. I'm going to shake it off. You know, that person didn't believe in me. I'll go on to the next person who believes in me. And one day you're going to find that person and your life is going to change.
Yeah. And you know, it's, it's like the little story I remember where you've got this big boulder and you're pushing it up this hill yeah. and you can't see around it. So all you, you can't see the top and you're pushing and you're giving it everything you got and you feel like you can't go no more. But you know that if you look back, the boulder is going to start rolling backwards. So any any forward progress you've had, you're going to lose it all. But you keep pushing, knowing that somewhere at the top of the hill that is. But many people just quit before that. But then the they ones do. that don't, they make it to that top. And all of a sudden, the boulder goes over the other edge. And now you get to ride that boulder down until you get to the next hill. That's exactly right. That's <laughs> why I think what pushes me more than anything is because I'm a single mom, I want to be that role model to my children for them to see that if you don't give up on your dreams, big things can happen. And I have had many times where I'm like, oh, I can't do this anymore. I just I give up. But the next day I look at my kids and I see that, you know, they're watching me. They're watching everything that I do. I don't want them to ever feel like it's okay to give up because you can be so close, so close, but right when you give up. So you might as well just push through it and see what happens if you continue. And that's what I just want to teach them. And I have taught them through this and it's helped them with cheer and you know, gymnastics and everything when they wanted, wanted to give up. Cause it's hard work. Nothing comes easy. Especially anything you want to go to the top in. I mean, if you, anybody yeah. can be average, it takes an extraordinary um, effort to become extraordinary. Yeah. I mean, you're pushing and you're fighting to get there. That's it, it truly is that way. It just, it doesn't just happen. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> so now that we talked about the, um, that side of it. Let's flip the script and go the other way. What are a few moments where you're like, wow, I got to do that? Well, the coolest thing, you know, I know you guys probably know who Jimmy Allen is. Mm. He just oh, got yes, he, did. <laughs> yeah. he just an ACM award and right. new artist of the year. Well, he came in town and this is a great story. I had uh, I had known Jimmy a while uh, through a, a producer and he had mm. come in town mm -hmm to do one of his concerts in South Carolina. And while he was here, he asked me to sing uh, Shallows with him, that song. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. And uh, I had not sang in a while because again, it was one of those things where I kind of just like, God, you know, this isn't going anywhere. Maybe I just need to take a break. It was one of oh, those wow. things. He gets here and he's like, nope, you're singing. You're going to sing with me. So I get wow. on stage. <laughs> With him, and I sing this song, which is very uh, intimidating. You know, Lady Gaga sings. Oh, yeah. So it's very intimidating. <laughs> you know, that's when my life changed because wow. I got on stage with him and I sang, and I was reminded why God gave me that talent. Because, again, I watched the audience just melt into those words. You know, I watched. I felt my purpose come back. And I was exactly. Like, wow. Yeah. You know, I almost gave up on something that really means a lot to me. And after that night, I ended up, you know, going back to Nashville. Yeah. Months later. Yeah. Oh, wow. And, wow. And re yeah. And reconnecting with the people that I had lost contact with and the singing, you know, in the music industry mm -hmm. that I worked with, my producers and everything. And we just started getting in the studio again writing music singing and that's when my life changed it was in that moment and that's why i said sometimes it only takes one person to believe in you and yeah. he, he believed in me that night and i got up there and you know and i sang with all my heart and it just was a reminder that 
I need to be using this gift that God gave me. It doesn't. And, ha and have you noticed that when you decide to quit and throw in the towel, God <laughs> like that? throws that towel back at you? Said, nope, not yet. <laughs> you're not I was like, okay, God, that was you. All right. All right. I get it. You're telling me it's time. And it really was the right time. You know, when I was younger, I was uh, offered uh, recording contracts and things like that. And I turned them down because, oh, wow. you know, my wow. parents, you know, I was only 18 years old and 19. My parents were concerned that I was going to get into a bad place. Like some of these other child, you know, artists, mm -hmm. you know, and, and so they were like, you know what? It's just not time. And we don't want to see you go down a bad road. Just wait it out. God will, God will do this when it's supposed to happen. These just aren't the right deals, you know? And, uh, and I feel like now as an older woman, uh, it is the right time now because yeah. I, mm -hmm. I, my feet are planted firmly on the ground. You know, my head's on straight now. And I know uh, the wolves in sheep's clothing now. I can see. <laughs> Who's trying to hurt me? Yeah, and, and who's trying to hurt me? And uh, so God did do that for me. I know He did in the right time, absolutely. Because at that moment, no one really knew it, but I was pretty much broken when I walked oh. on that stage oh. and sang. Wow. And mm -hmm. uh, you know, that's what happens when you're broken. God usually he steps in and says, "No, I never forsake. I didn't forsake you. I'm here. Mm -hmm. I'm here. And this is my gift to you." And right after that, I started going to Nashville again. Lo and behold, you know, my dream of being on the Outdoor Channel, I have dreamed about that since I was a child. That phone rang and they said, you know, you got to let us know in a week. And I said, you know what? I'm going to let you know now I'm doing it. Like, <laughs> there's, there's no question about it. I'm going to go do this show on the Outdoor Channel. Because wow. I took that as an opportunity to tell my story of, being that single mother and being able to provide for my children, you know, through hunting and fishing, that's how I took care of my kids. Sometimes we couldn't really afford anything. So that's how I took care of them. And God has opened so many doors, but now I know why it's because he gave me a story and I can reach people and minister to people through the blessings that he's given me and my children. So um, you know, I'm excited to see what he will do in the future. And, you know, a while ago, you talked about God's gift here. Uh, you know, there's an old quote I remember that talked about that, you know, you are God's gift to you. What you become is your gift back to God. Oh, absolutely. It's your joy. <laughs> you know, I feel like we're we're why waste your time on this earth? You know, I feel like if you're I don't want to just I don't want to not leave a legacy. I want to leave a legacy yeah. when I'm dead and gone. But people would be like, you know what, you know, uh, she loved God and she loved her children and she was a hard worker and she touched people through her music. And that's I just want to leave that legacy. That's my dream. That's my purpose. And if I never make it, you know, to the Country Music Awards, it's OK because I made my mark. And that's what you have to tell yourself. You know, if you're doing this because you love it, then that's when you're fulfilled. If you're doing yeah. it, you know, because uh, you just want to be a star or famous, it's not worth it because it can the all. Price you got to pay too high. Yes, yes, because it can all disappear in one day. Absolutely can disappear in one day. But if you're doing it because you love it and you have a purpose to reach other people and make that impact, 
then you're going to be fulfilled whether you get you're famous or not whether you're just speaking to a crowd of five people you're fulfilled because you're you have your purpose and that's well, what friend joe me. asked how many miles a week you run <laughs> how many miles does becca run a week <laughs> i'll be honest <laughs> i hate running i can't stand running <laughs> but <laughs> what what i do is this is crazy but i teach a dance class called plyo jam and it is a is it is a hip hop dance class that I teach at a local gym here in South Carolina. And it's funny because even when I travel, the ladies in my class laugh because I always come back to teach that class, no matter what. <laughs> I don't care if I'm in Nashville, I'm like, I'll be there for class. You know, I want to teach it. Uh, but that's where I get my exercise from is dancing in that aerobics class. And then I lift a lot mm -hmm. of weights during the week. So I work out a lot. <laughs> but <it's funny. laughs> For some reason, I'm not a runner. <laughs> Sorry. So, so as you know, a lot of people, they see you as the artist, but they don't see the teams behind you. Right. And I, and the teams never get the love they deserve. Yeah. So I want to give them some shout outs. So if you want to take a few moments, tell us about the team that helps you be who you are. Gosh, well, um, there is this amazing producer called um, Sal Oliveri, and uh, he is, you know, he actually had a number one hit with Pink and Chris Stapleton that he recorded, mm -hmm. you know, produced. He's just amazing. And then, you know, Trevor Perkins, he's my PR guy. He's, he's awesome. awesome. Oh, he's yeah. awesome. And he's like just a wonderful friend, just an absolutely wonderful friend who I just adore. Um, Michael Ricks is one of the co-writers of mine who writes me all the time. And he really just, when I got to Nashville, he welcomed me with open arms. Didn't even know me, but he's like, I'm going to show you around the town and, you know, let's sit down and write together. And uh, just through that friendship, I've met so many more people wow. just wow. through him. And one of our songs ended up being uh, used by the Outdoor Channel. Uh, oh, so, cool. Yeah, awesome. we wrote a song called Take Me Outdoors. So uh, <laughs> that was used by the Outdoor Channel. So there's just so many people who have just been mentors, you know, uh, just so wonderful to me honestly you know nashville is such a wonderful caring yep. loving place mm -hmm. every i will say that to anybody if you ever go there and just you know stay there for a month or so they welcome you and everybody we stayed there for a week and we could tell yeah. we could tell that from a week yes everybody has the same dreams and they respect you for that and they know without even saying anything what you're going through so they really embrace you and everybody's there to help each other. No one is there competing with each other. I can tell you that. Everybody you know embraces funny? each other. Oh, you know what's funny? Awesome. Um, we, a few weeks ago was our first time ever visiting Nashville. Yeah. And we and our, the very first night we're walking on Broadway and we walk by Honky Tonk Central. And we're, we're waiting for the red light to change so we can cross the street. Yeah. And one of the bands in Honky Tonk Central had a drumstick and told somebody to go give it to little Chris, our little one. Yeah, Not sure why. Well, we know that we, we know now that this he is a God thing. There watching um, music. But so they come out, they gave him the drumstick. And now we thought that was the coolest thing. Then all of a sudden we, we walk across the street and we're listening to the band play that was inside of Dirk's Bentley Row. And the lady sees um on stage sees little chris holding a drumstick so she comes down 
and asked him would he like to play drums with them for a whole oh, song. So sweet. they pulled him in, up in front of like a hundred, however many people at home, yeah, it was one, packed out. You know, however many people at holes in that, in that Screaming place. And Screaming and Screaming for him. And he's, yeah. up, and he's up there hitting the drums name. with them while they, you know. Yeah, while they played so now 69. He wants to be yeah. a drummer. <laughs> oh my gosh. See, look, look at that impact that they had on him. That's, so see, that's cool. amazing. That's what it's about. But that's what mm -hmm. I feel like. Even the servers in uh, Nashville are just amazing. I mean, like you will walk in anywhere, even like just a restaurant, and those servers are just like, I hope you had a wonderful day. What can I do? They're just, yes. Everybody is just so positive. And I've never really been to a city that's quite that positive. You know, it's just uh, amazing how positive they are. Yeah, that show I'm, don't exist anymore. Would I ever try out for Nashville Star? I does Which that is, even does that still exist? Because this is no, funny. no, yeah, it ended a few years ago. We, we, we did have on our show the very first winner of Nashville Star, Bud Joel. Oh yes, our friend. Do Bud you Joel. know I tried out for Nashville Star years? Like I mean, this was years ago. Oh and, wow. Uh, wow! But and I made it. Like I made. I mean, there was like so many auditions you had to do before you even make it. To, I made it through like four auditions. I kept getting to the next round and then I didn't make it. But I will <laughs> say there was this guy that came in and I remember, I think he sang, uh, oh my gosh, that Tim McGraw song, something about the white t-shirt. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So oh, good. Yeah. I, was like, I was like, just give it to him. He just, he just won. Forget it. <laughs> <laughs> but, that goes, but that goes to show you, uh, even though I got to know, you know, years later, look at me now. Yeah. So you never give up. Right. Don't give up. Exactly. <laughs> right. And you know, and speaking of teams, while I go, we've got yes. our third co-host. Sandy's going to go oh, get him. I'll yes, get him. Ask a few questions. Yes, and please. our little two-year-old daughter, that when she gets older, we'll be plugging her into the show too. Oh, awesome. <laughs> this is going to be great. You <laughs> but, never yeah. know what kids are going to ask, though. Oh, my goodness. Well, well he <laughs> asks the same questions every show. We kind of keep on. Um, oh, really? Okay. You got me a little scared. <laughs> yeah. Anybody that's listening right now that's watch watches our show, they know what what questions are coming. Because again, yeah, we okay. we keep them focused. <laughs> Eventually, we can help him do outside kids, of that. Kids are like brutally honest too. Oh my goodness! Oh, well, right. hello there. Hi, Becca. So, what's your favorite food? My favorite is pizza. I love Ooh. cheese pizza. I'm so simple. I absolutely just <coughs> love cheese pizza. That's my thing. That's my What's your favorite? Uh, my favorite is pizza. Oh, is it? So we got that yeah. coming. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's your favorite TV show? Oh, my God. You know what? I do not watch a lot of TV, to be honest, because I'm, <laughs> I'm not home much. I'm always working. <laughs> But uh, I really enjoy, like, you know, The Voice and American Idol and everything just because I like seeing new talent. So I really yeah. do love those shows. And what's yours? Mine is SpongeBob. Oh, I love SpongeBob and Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's his favorite. That's your favorite is Patrick, right? Yes. Yeah, everybody, everybody <laughs> likes Patrick. <laughs> and it's been cool because he watches a lot of Nickelodeon shows. Um, we've been able to bring on a lot of actors and actresses from his shows onto our oh, show. Oh, really? So, That's so cool. And we even My recently brought one from Disney. Dog. We, we even <laughs> recently brought one from um, the show, Jesse. Oh, that's a great show. My daughters love that. Yeah, that, um, 
the the butler, the uh, crazy butler. All right, oh Kevin. Are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah, he was on our show I last love that week. Guy. <clears throat> he is so funny. Absolutely yes. hilarious. He's funny too. Um, when you're talking to him too. Yeah. Oh, I bet. I bet he's hilarious. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay, what's your favorite movie? Oh my gosh, that is hard. Oh, let me think. Let me think. Hmm. I well, I will say it's a Star Is Born. I can't help it. I love <laughs> Star Is Born because I can, you know, it's a uh, it. Every time I watch it, you know, it just like refreshes my dreams. You know, to see how when Lady Gaga gets discovered and gets up there and sings, and you know, her dreams come true. Like I absolutely love that movie. And yours? Okay, mine is the Minion movie. Of course. You got to love Minions. <laughs> mm -hmm. And Caitlin loves them, too. They both love them. And have you ever dressed up as a Minion for Halloween? Well, I, I'm going to do that, do that this year. Oh, cool. I need to see pictures. <laughs> yes. <laughs> SpongeBob last year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. oh really? How cute. Yes. Bye, thanks. All right, bye. Nice to meet you. <laughs> nice to meet you too. Yeah, and Joe was talking about that. Kevin said he was epic because he was he. Joe watched our show was on there commenting with um the butler, so to speak. <laughs> yeah, I know he was epic. Yeah, he's got yeah. a good personality. I love. He him. does. Yes, he does. That was fun. Yeah. <laughs> I like for love of the game because it's the reason why we do this. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes, that's a good one. <laughs> and see, that's what's great about StreamYard here. You can pull people's comments up. I love yeah, that. that. Yeah, I just, I just noticed halfway through that comments were coming up. Like, what? That's cool. <laughs> <laughs> we love what people now, interact with. Us. Now, we do have to pull them up. That's why, you, you know, which is good because there's some comments you don't want to bring up. You know, oh, yeah, like, you like, know like we talked about earlier, if there's yeah. a troll. With the media, you never know what you're going to get. <laughs> so true. <laughs> Like a box of chocolates, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so if you could co-write with any artist, dead or alive, who would it be? God. Dolly Parton. Oh, oh <laughs> she's amazing. She is like everything to me because, um, gosh, I grew up listening to her and she was so judged and she did not care. You know, she, <laughs> you know, she was true to who she was and she was always just vibrant and bright and smiling and she can make a difference with just her little quotes and her personality i just i love her to death like if i ever met her i'd probably pass out i probably would absolutely <laughs> pass out on the floor but she just just everything about her is just means so much to me because i just really looked up to her as a child and i would love to write with her that would be awesome. Yeah. So this question could have a thousand answers. Oh, at um, least, yeah. But just think of the first thing that pops in your head. But what's a song you've heard that you wish you wrote? Oh, that Rascal Flat song, My Wish. Oh, yeah. I, oh that's I would, a I would beautiful love song. to have written that song. I that's love that one. That's, it's very inspirational, and a lot of people can relate to it. I would have loved to write that. It is. <laughs> so um, this... In 2015, we interviewed Kelsey Ballerini before people pretty much knew who she was. Oh, wow. And one of the questions that we asked her was where she wanted to be in five years. And I always like to tell this story before I ask the guest that same question, because the answer she gave us back then is almost to the T oh, 
Are you serious? That, that she's living now. So it was really cool to see her go from that to blossom to where she is now. And she spoke it back then. So knowing that, where do you want to be in five years? You know, in five years, I want to see that all my hard work has paid off. And, you know, I want to be filling stadiums and, you know, on the big screen TVs and, you know, uh, you know, up there with my uh, everybody that means something to me, everybody that made an impact in my life. I want I want to be standing right beside them so I can be able to tell them what difference they made in my life. And, you know, just what every music artist wants. You you want to see your hard work pay off. You want you want to make it. And, you know, I hope that one day I make it big. I really do. So, uh, you know, I can use my talents on a bigger scale and my purpose on a bigger scale to help a lot more people than what I'm able to now. Love that. We got the same vision for the show because, you know, we want oh, I bet. we want to rise to the top of podcasts. And our ultimate thing is to actually have a TV show. Uh, oh, be, that would be, be awesome. <laughs> you know, to be like the first married couple to have a daytime talk interview show. Well, you guys are great. And you're very yeah. interesting. To listen to, you, know. you have great <laughs> questions, too. So, so um, let's look 15 years down the road. And let's say that you're a success on a grand scale. Whatever that looks like for you, you're there. If the person you are today could meet her, your future successful self, what would you remind her? Uh, that I would tell her, you know, are you talking about 15 years from now? Yeah, yeah, you're, now? yeah, yeah you're, no, you're talking to her. Uh, I'm what would you want to remind your future self? Uh, take everything with a grain of salt and don't stress out so much. You know, everything happens for a reason. And one day you're going to know why those things happened. And uh, look for the good in things. And, you will always be happy if you always look for the good and stay true to your heart and always know that there's a God out there that absolutely loves you. And even in your hard times, he's always going to be there for you. Absolutely. Right. And how would you describe your music to someone who's never heard it before? My my music is very classic country. Um, you know, my inspirations growing up were, you know, Dolly Parton, Hank Williams, you know, all those uh, people that we just love that had the stories, you know, the stories uh, that yes. really, you know, brought, you back, yeah, brought you back to certain places in your life, you know, songs about heartbreak and love and being a strong woman, all those things. But it's very classic country. And I love being authentic to what I was raised on and who I am. You know, that's what makes me happy is and I would tell anybody who is in this industry, don't change who you are. Stay with what you are, what makes you you, because once you start changing that, that's when you start losing a lot of your happiness because you got to be true to who you are. And that's speaking funny. of that, um, I remember um, when we first launched a show, I reached out to a Nashville friend of mine and asked what advice he'd give us for this show. And I'll never forget what he said. You know, he said, whatever you do, be and stay authentic. Because Absolutely. he said, you could tell every Bobby Bones joke. You could tell every Ty Bentley joke. But and he said, you might be good at it. You might even create an audience. He said, but the day will come when authentic Chris comes out. 
And when that day comes, you're going to lose every bit of your audience because they were never attracted to authentic Chris, just fake Chris. So if you start and, and stay you, authentic from day so right. one, he says you may grow slower, but you'll gain the right audience in the process. Absolutely. And thank you, Susan. I saw that comment. <laughs> <laughs> and if you could relay any message to your fans, what would you want to tell them? You know, I have this song um, that meant a lot to me, and I don't know if you've heard it, but it's called Just Be You. And, you know, what I would tell my fans is, you know, in this world we live in, there is a lot of criticism and judgment. And just my motto for life and everything is just stay true to who you are and stay true to yourself and find happiness in who God made you to be. And if we all were the same, that would be so boring. So, <laughs> you know, I mean, so we all need to be unique. And if your neighbor or your friend thinks you might be a little dorky or weird or whatever, you're not trying to please them. You're trying to please yourself and be the person that God made you to be. So my, uh, what I want to say to my fans is just find <clears throat> happiness in who you are. Just be you. That's what I would say. Oh, yeah, what that. Joe said, that's probably right. Oh, that's hilarious. That's <laughs> yeah, that. Chris would be too much enthusiasm. How can you imagine? Because Sandy, I tell you, sometimes I jump off the walls. Oh, yes. Oh, God. <laughs> I want to add this to I want to say thank you to my fans. If it were not for you, I would not be where I am. You guys have streamed and purchased my songs. You have watched me on TV and supported me. And I just want to say thank tell you. Tell us a fan story. So a story. Much. Tell us a fan story. Um, where a fan I love, I love, okay, this is funny. This is great, though. So once I got on the TV show on the Outdoor Channel, a lot, you know, a lot of people started recognizing me. And I was not used to that quite <laughs> so much. I wasn't. And so I'm going to Nashville and I think I'm like in Gatlinburg and I pull in to yeah. get gas. And while I'm getting gas, the guy looks at me and I wasn't facing him. He's like, man, I drive this jacked up truck. I really, I'm country as you can get. <laughs> it's, it's white with pink, you know, bow tie, all that kind of stuff on it. Oh, he perfect. turns around and he's like, man, will you marry me? I love that truck, you know? And I turn well. around and I turn around and he's like, <clears throat> Oh my God, you're Becca from the Outdoor Channel. <laughs> I was like, Oh gosh, like this guy like like recognized me. It was the craziest thing. Wow. But uh, he was like, Oh my God, we watched the show and I just love how uh, just normal you are. You know, you say what you want to say, and you know, you just we just like your personality. And he was there with a friend, and so we ended up taking pictures by the gas station pump. And you know, <laughs> oh, <laughs> You know, we became friends. You know, he friended me on Instagram and stuff. And I yeah. thought this was like the coolest thing because uh, you really, you never know, you know, that people are, you know, I thought, well, maybe somebody will watch that show. Who knows? But I didn't know the impact that that show would actually end up having. And so it just really made my day to be sitting there. Once I got in the car after we took these pictures by this gas pump, I thought, my goodness. I actually watched the show. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh, that's... You just don't know. You never know. So yeah. that was like a really cool fan moment. I really, that was really fun for me. Like Joe said, that's epic. Yeah. <laughs> that was epic. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so as we come to a close here, let's say you had a friend of yours and you heard him or her sing and they've got something special. As Simon Cowan said, they have that it factor. Yeah. 
And let's say they've played 40 or 50 shows. So they're still getting their feet wet on the performance side, but they've gotten on stage, like you said earlier. They got that stage bug where they look over the crowd, crowds roaring for them. They know they're in the right place and they come to you and they say, I know I've been called to this. What advice would you give that specific person to help guide them in the next few years? Exactly what I have said through this whole show. Don't give up. Don't get discouraged. Stay true to who you are. And one day you'll start seeing your hard work pay off. Just stay focused and continue on that straight path. So as we end here, what's next? Oh, my goodness. Well, what's next is definitely more music. Um, my video, my music video for home will be coming out soon. Um, I'll probably be working with the Outdoor Channel again. There's just oh, a lot wow. of things. Yeah, there's a lot of things coming in the next year. So I'm excited to get back in the studio and work on some new music. So uh, but I, I can't wait for you to see the video for home. It is just so beautiful. Uh, it was filmed in Nashville on this beautiful oh, wow. just farm. And I mean, just the wheat grass and everything. It's just, it's just oh. absolutely gorgeous to uh, the guy who directed it actually did the um, video for Gabby Barrett and, oh, wow. uh, yeah. you know, a lot of these bigger names. So I, I was so excited that he did my video. So I can't, I can't wait for to share that with you all. That song means a lot to me too. Love can't that. wait to check it out. So tell everybody how they can find yes. you. Well, uh, you can find me at BeccaBowenMusic.com. That's my website. And as far as my music, you know, you can go to Instagram. It's at Becca underscore Bowen underscore. And uh, I post all kinds of updates on there. And, uh, you know, post my, you know, where I'm singing next. I just sang a national anthem for the Armed Forces Day. And that was so exciting. It was to raise money for the Wounded Warrior Project. So absolutely love working with them. And um, you can find me on Twitter at, at Becca underscore Bowen underscore also. Love that. Love everybody that. who's been joining, we appreciate y'all watching. Hey, it be, means a lot to us. means a lot to us. Be sure to share, share, share. Let's get this yeah, out thank there. Thank you. I would love to, uh, for you guys to share it. <laughs> and you know, we really enjoyed having you on the show today. We oh, definitely look forward to having you back. Thank you. I appreciate you guys having me on the show so much. You made and my we day. We look forward to having you back. <laughs> yes. Thank you. I absolutely will be back. <laughs> Maybe I'll have right. some more stories. Right. <laughs> that sounds great. Sounds great. All right. Thanks. See y'all later. Bye. Okay. Bye.